And um, now we have a very special gospel reading for this morning. It's the parable of the sower. And Clara and Aaron Fidako have put this together for us. So there are lectors for today. And great thanks to Claire and Aaron for reading for us. This is Aaron and Claire. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that, that he got on a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood up at the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen! A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came up and ate them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depths of soil. Your turn. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. 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 And since they had no root, the, they withered away. Mm -hmm. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and they choked them. Other seeds fell into good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what is sown on the path. As for what this, as for what was sown on rocky ground, that is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures. endures only for a while. And when trouble or per persecution, persecution, when trouble or persecution arise, arises, Rises on account of the world. That person immediately fall, falls away. <clears throat> As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what is sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Here's the end of this reading. Thank you for watching. Again, this is Claire Nairn. Thank you, Claire and Aaron. Awesome. Great job. And uh, what a great way to tell that story. Um, just going to come to our message for this morning. Um, let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for 
the many voices that enliven the life of your church in this community. Thank you for Aaron and Claire and Gary and um, voices we'll hear later, Arissa and Carol and so many people that contribute to making this worship time special for us, although it is a different time. Um, we thank you for the many gifts that you have given us, for the good seed that you have planted in us. And we pray that it takes root and grow in us through your word today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So our gospel reading for this morning, the parable of the sower, that Aaron and Claire had just read for us is one of Jesus's most famous teachings. Jesus tells the story about how a farmer goes out on his property and starts throwing seeds everywhere on the path and rocky soil, the thorns, and finally in the good soil. And he explains that the seed is like God's word and that we are like the ground that it is cast upon. He says some are like the path. They hear the word but don't understand it. It's snatched away. Some people are like rocky soil. They receive the word immediately with joy but have no roots. And when trouble comes, they fall away. Some are like thorny ground, the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke out the message, the seed. And finally, some are like good soil. They hear the word and understand it and bear much fruit. When we usually come to this text, I think we can often make two very easy mistakes. The first mistake, I think, is that we immediately try to figure out which kind of ground we are. I bet that even now you are thinking to yourself, am I the path or the thorns or the rocky soil or the good soil? And it can quickly become this beautiful story that turns around to becoming a story that leads us to self-judgment. While the reality is that we are all a little bit of each of them at the same time or at different times or for different reasons. And I believe that we are each more like good soil than we get our, give ourselves credit for, but perhaps not for the reasons we think. Secondly, I think we can assume that the good soil is made up of people who are very pious or very religious, the people that we imagine have it all together. By the way, those people don't exist, only in our minds and imaginations. But we think these are the people, these must be the people who are the good soil in Jesus's book. And yet in a surprising reversal that defined his ministry, Jesus often critiqued the religious leaders while embracing and praising those who were poor or sick or people who were despised, the tax collectors, prostitutes, criminals, lepers, the unclean, how he embraced women, children, and the impressed and use them as models of faith. Time and again, these were the people that Jesus often pointed to as models for our faith. To Jesus, these were the people that represented the good soil. The poor widow who shared her offering at the temple, telling his disciples to let the children come to him and praising them as models of how to receive the kingdom of God calling fishermen and tax collectors to be his disciples and entrusting them with leading his church, even when they really struggle to understand what Jesus was saying. Healing a woman with the flow of blood, a blind man, lepers, a paralytic, 
raising Jairus's daughter from the dead, telling stories like that of the Good Samaritan that praised foreigners and strangers and enemies and lifting them up as models of faith. These people, Jesus said, are good soil. Now, what I know about gardening and planting would not even fill a paragraph. <laughs> but I do know that good soil is always broken soil. And good soil is always broken soil. Before you plant anything, I've done enough kid planting projects to know at least this. Before you plant anything, you've got to till it and turn the dirt. It spreads the nutrients and aerates the soil, but mostly though it creates places for the seeds to land and to burrow in and to make a home and to spread their roots. And sometimes that looks like acres and acres of farmland with lines of crops as far as the eye can see. And sometimes that looks like the beautiful randomness of a child's garden. In either case, the seed needs to be enveloped in the broken, waiting earth. And so the broken places in the soil serve an incredibly useful purpose. It's where the seed finds its home, and it's where new life begins. And the same goes for us. It is the broken places in our lives where the word of God finds a home, where it takes root in us. Right now, it feels that we are awash with brokenness. As the coronavirus surges around, around the country and we see so much sickness, suffering, and death, and it is so unclear about what will happen next week, next month, next year, and unclear in this moment whether we will summon the courage and empathy and love of our neighbors to take the next steps to get these outbreaks under control. The pandemic has revealed and amplified a brokenness in our common life that was hiding in plain sight or just below the surface. And I think in this time, we truly need to embrace Jesus's call to love our neighbors as ourselves. I'd like to put that on the signs, just right along with wear your mask, physical distance, practice good hygiene, and please love your neighbor as yourself. And in this larger context of brokenness in our common life, many of us have struggled with our own individual brokenness, changes to our work or loss of work, the loss of rhythms of normal life, which helped us to feel connected and balanced, to rest and renew ourselves, to give us a sense of direction and purpose. In addition to the physical toll that this virus is taking, there is also a mental and emotional toll that is inflicting on us. Some people are anxious, some are depressed, angry or fearful or lonely, and in some cases, many people are experiencing these things for the first time, and it is so disconcerting. And that's the reason I asked Rebecca McDermott to join us after church today to talk about how we tend to our mental well-being during this time. And that's to say, I'm guessing that there are many of us who don't feel like good soil at the moment. But the point I'm trying to make is that the brokenness that we are experiencing right now, individually and together, the painful tilling that is happening 
in our society, and in our hearts. This is the very place that God meets us, the place where the seed of God's word and promise take root. And even now, it is happening. Without us having it all together, without us having to do anything, even if we can't see it or feel it yet, even if it's happening in a way that we've never experienced God working in us before, it is happening in the soil of our hearts, just below the surface. And I invite you today and the days to come in your prayers to consider and to ask God, what are you working in me even now that I cannot yet see? What are you working in me even now that I cannot yet see? I think this can be really hard to see and to feel at a time like this, but we trust that as so much of our lives have changed, that our world has changed, our country has changed, God is changeless in God's love and devotion for us. And so we trust even now, as our lives have been flipped upside down, that God is doing a new thing in us, even if it's hard to see and hard to feel. Even though so much of our lives feel like they are suspended, God never stops sowing. In our reading from Isaiah, God promises us that God's word shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed for the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out and joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. This was a passage that was written for people who were in exile, people who had been forcibly removed from the promised land and carried away from their loved ones and their way of life and everything they knew. And Isaiah reiterated this promise throughout the book of Isaiah over and over and over again. Though you go out in despair, you shall come home in joy. You shall be led back in peace. In these moments of exile from the life that we once knew just a few months ago, God is still sowing. God is still calling. And God's promise is still here for us. And God's promise will bring us home, back to the people that we are called to be and back to ourselves. God will bring us through this. Finally, uh, I want to share a quote with you from um, one of my favorite writers, Henry Nouwen, uh, from a book that he wrote called The Inner Voice of Love. And it's about the ways in which our struggles prepare our hearts to be good soil for God's love and abundance. So let me close with this. He says, do not hesitate to love and to love deeply. You might be afraid of the pain that deep love can cause. When those you love deeply reject you, leave you or die, your heart will be broken. But that should not hold you back from loving deeply. The pain that comes from deep love makes your love ever more fruitful. It is like a plow that breaks the ground to allow the seed to take root and grow into a strong plant. Every time you experience the pain of rejection, absence, or death, you are faced with a choice. 
you can become bitter and decide not to love again, or you can stand straight in your pain and let the soil on which you stand become richer and more able to give life to new seeds. The more you have loved and have allowed yourself to suffer because of your love, the more you will be able to let your heart grow wider and deeper. The pain of rejection, absence, and death can become fruitful. Yes, as you love deeply, the ground of your heart will be broken more and more, but you will rejoice in the abundance of the fruit that it will bear. Amen.